0: to the 23rd episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman and I am joined tonight as with every episode by my two co-hosts, uh, Alex Lane and Sarah White. What's up? Woo! Woo! Uh, a little bit about myself. I am uh, an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I specialize in minority uh, and digital rhetorics. And right now, uh, my digital rhetoric stuff takes uh, a very specific slant um, towards games and game theory. Ladies?
1: I'm Alex Lane. I'm a PhD student at Purdue University in Wonderful West Lafayette, and I'm studying uh, uh, rhetoric and composition, specializing in rhetoric, technology, digital writing, and professional writing. Focusing particularly right now on writing my prospectus about uh, <laughs> the uh, game design industry and gender issues. And it, I promise, Sam, it will be much more specific uh, than that in my actual perspective.
0: <laughs> that will be good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just figure I'll put those words on a page. It sounds kind of sexy. Like mm-hmm. Gender issues and games. Period. Awesome. Done. PhD.
2: You got it. <laughs> Signed, sealed, and delivered. No doubt. Uh, well, and I'm, of course, uh, Sarah White and I am joining these two fine ladies from uh, Michigan, Michigan City, Indiana, which Michigan. is Purdue. Yeah, Michigan City, Indiana, which everybody's like, you live in Michigan. I'm like, no, I live in Indiana, but it's called Michigan City because Lake Michigan is a long story. But um, uh, Purdue North Central is where I am a teacher and. Um, uh, sort of studying whatever and teaching whatever they let me and trying to earn a living and making my way and hoping that the snow this uh, season won't be too bad. So um, that's me up here to the north. And
3: uh, yeah,
0: that's what I know. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> tonight we will go about things in our normal fashion. Uh, we'll start out with our fun stuff, what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Um, and then we'll move into news games and issues uh so uh this week has been an interesting <laughs> one <laughs> busy. um it's been a busy one it's been a busy week this these last two weeks have been busy um we've had two kind of blockbuster uh big um, big game releases this week uh, these last two weeks we had one <laughs> Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 3.
1: Yeah, we did. Uh,
0: And (laughs) which I did not get at launch, but I have been playing. Um, And I'm not a huge first person shooter fan anymore, but I have to say the Call of Duties have gotten the last. Well, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 got me uh, and uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 got me.
1: (laughs) No one likes the Black Ops except for me, I think.
0: I didn't, I didn't. I didn't play Black Ops. Uh, you know, I enjoyed, Black Ops came out too. Yeah. It came out too soon after um, Modern Warfare Two for me. Yeah,
2: I just liked watching someone else play it. I, I, I did see it. I just didn't play
0: it. Ah, uh, see. Okay. Yeah, and okay. I've seen folks play it. Um, I've seen you play it, Alex Lane. Um, yes, you have. Yeah, it just it didn't do it for me. Um, but like I said, Modern Warfare Three. I've been playing. I'm definitely going to talk about a bit more about that later. Um, yeah, and everybody knew this one was coming. Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> Skyrim. Dragon Skyrim. Dragonborn! Ah, Dragonborn! Um, I have only been waiting for that game since they announced it.
1: Uh, <laughs> you seriously have been talking about it forever.
0: As soon as they announced it, I started like shouting Dragonborn on my Facebook page. Yes, you
2: did. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I signed up for Gamefly Tonight. Specifically for Skyrim. Yes, well, so, you should have. Yeah, that's that's how intense
0: this is. So I have been playing Skyrim like crazy, um, and I I rolled a red a, el a red elf a red guard woman, um, simply because I, I I I try to do something else. I try. Alex and I were talking about this today. I try to do, you know, I try to do magic. I try to be a thief or rogue or whatever the hell you want to call it. I try. But that's not not me. mm -mm. That's not me. (laughs) You know, I am very much, you know, and it's not even so much run and gun. I am run and beat the fuck out of you. I am big. Oh on great, melee now weapons. we have to make this an explicit episode. Uh oh.
1: Great shit. <laughs> <laughs> because the
0: other twenty two haven't been.
1: Um, yeah, you're very much a melee player for sure.
0: I am a melee player. Mm-hmm. And so it was either Red Guard, Nord, or New uh New Race um for uh for the se- for the series is Orc as playable character. Um, I that. Hmm. the orcs didn't do it for me. They were, Mm-mm. I just didn't like the way they looked. I couldn't make an orc look the way that I wanted them to look. So, um, I, I knew it was either going to be red guard or Nord, uh, for me. <laughs> um, so, uh, I actually rolled a red guard first and I'm going to go back later on, uh, and roll a Nord, um, and I'm gonna make it look just like P and make her like badass.
1: Um, <laughs> you always do that. That's so funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna make her make her look just like like crazy long hair and all, and make her just badass. And we're um, <clears throat> gonna give her a Spider Man t shirt and a pink tutu. Yeah, that's um, great!
1: Oh yeah, my God, I love it. <laughs> this is the greatest thing you have ever said. <laughs>
0: Like my real kid, um, so that that's what I'm playing right now. You know, and and I still have my issues with um, with the races um, and yeah. the way that they set up the races and some of the narratives. And there's definitely a post coming on Skyrim
1: uh, at a later <laughs>
0: date once um, you're
1: done, like being sucked into playing Skyrim.
0: Well, you know, I, I I'm sucked into playing, but I am I I for some strange reason I can. I can't ignore it even while I'm playing it, but it doesn't stop me from enjoying it.
1: See, that's one of the things I I love about my life is I have the capability of being completely delusional about things, so I just delude myself. (laughs) Like, I almost lost it when you tried to tell me that Harry Potter was racist. I was like, no, (gasps) no, 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 no. no. I plugged my ears. I turned away, remember? Oh, you know what? That's a good point. That's a good point. There are some things I just don't want to hear about.
0: I'm sorry, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) But that doesn't stop me from going to midnight shows with you.
1: That's true, which I very much appreciate.
0: (laughs) Um, And I can say that uh, other than that, um, I'm trying to think of what else I've been playing. Not a whole hell of a lot. Um, That has like totally completely sucked all of my time dry. Um, Alex made me install Family Feud and Friends on my phone today. Which is super Uh,
1: fun, right? Alex...
0: It was well, you know, it's pretty stupid um, because it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't allow you to answer questions in the same way that like the game would. Oh,
1: well, wow. so even you know, your like, high expectations. Me and my
0: high expectations. Well, how much
2: you got to pay for these apps? Because you this know, is free. I, yeah, I told this you looks- I'm like slow to the party, and I have my fancy smancy phone, and I'm still trying. I'm always worried that in the middle of the night. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, how the fuck do I call nine one one? You know what I mean? Because it's like. But like, I don't even I know no how to idea do. it. Well, like, no, because it's so complicated, right? I gotta do this. This is. So apps <laughs> are free,
1: or do I gotta pay apps? This one know. is free. Some of them you have to pay. Some of them are free, oh, and then okay. you buy shit as you go. But all right, yeah. all
0: right, okay. So yeah, Family Feud and Friends um, is my new iPhone app, and I actually reinstalled Cooking Dash and Diner Dash on my phone. Oh. <laughs> Because they did updates to pretty much big updates to both and added like, you know, whole new a whole new ser a whole new series of levels to both. Because I had beat both like forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um and, and time management games keep me sane in grocery store mm-hmm. lines and stuff like that. So I reinstall those to play the new levels and then I'll uninstall them again.
1: I like those. I like those yeah.
0: games. So that's what I've been playing.
1: Fun. I feel like I'm always going second. I'm sorry, Sarah. Do you want to go? No, you please. I'm busy looking at apps on my phone now. (laughs) Okay, so I played a few different games. I played uh, 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 the Family Feud and Friends uh, that Sam was talking about, and I had a much more positive view of it, I think. Uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. And the only problem I've been having is that some people that I know... Are playing like crazy, so I have like fifteen things in my queue from like one person, fifteen from another person, like to help them out with that fast money round. So it's mm-hmm. been a little overwhelming, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah. it is tons of fun. Um, I played Iron Grip Marauders, uh, which is which is a I think it's an indie game. Um, they did like a free thing uh, on Skype last week for that. You could try it out and. Uh, that was fine. Uh, it wasn't my it wasn't my cup of tea, but i will tell you Fortrix 2, which is the other indie game that i played this week, was awesome. So i'm going to make that one my indie game of the week and talk about that in a little bit. Um Sweet. but of course, Modern Warfare 3 uh has <laughs> taken every minute of my waking time since i've been since it came out. Um so i I really am loving modern warfare three i I play multiplayer I haven't played the campaign. I know I meant to try it today Sam, so I could talk to you about it, but I didn't um i I'm just a a'm multiplayer all the way i've been I've been having a ton of fun with it as i as most people probably already saw, which I won't hash out again um on the blog I wrote a post about things I liked and things I didn't like, sort of my first impressions of it, but i'm going mm-hmm. to I haven't played the campaign i think since. Modern Warfare Two or the one before that? I forget what that's called. I don't remember. It's been a f- it's been a few iterations, so uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited to go back and play the campaign. Except t- when I found out it was driving based, but whatever. And uh... um, and then I played some Skyrim. Uh, and I rolled a dark elf, and I rolled a dark elf because it's kind of like the oh shit class for me, which is how <laughs> I like to play games. Like, I want to run in and get like 50 dudes on me and hit my fire button and just start burning everybody. I don't care. You know, like, I don't want to go slashing with my sword. I can't do that. I don't have enough coordination. I don't want to be shooting bow and arrows. I want to be standing there just burning the shit down. So, I rolled a Dark Elf and I'm very excited about it. I had so much fun playing that game. I don't own it yet, but Sam let me borrow her copy for a little while. That's intense. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think it freaks some people out because I got a. TV, a a flat screen, and an Xbox in my office. (laughs) So I have my headphones plugged into my TV, and I'm, like, sitting there playing, and people are walking by, like, one of my students came in, because he had a meeting with me. He's like, oh, sorry to interrupt your playing Xbox in the middle of the day on a Wednesday, but that's
0: cool. <laughs> Research, <laughs> yo. I
1: know,
0: right? Right. And it was funny. And the way she put it, that is the way she explained it to me when she came to my office. She was like, yeah, I rolled a dark elf. And I was like, why'd you roll a dark elf? You know, I'm like, melee character. She's like, I need an oh shit button. <laughs> and I was like, huh? She was like, you know, the button you can hit when you go, oh shit. And you really just need to get out of where you are. <laughs> uh huh.
1: That's how I play. That's how I play and win at Mortal Kombat every time. You just have to memorize the oh shit buttons. There you go. That's how I roll. So um, I tried to add a new segment there. Did you see that at the below my thing there? Um, it's the, what could... I'm waiting for because I'm really 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 excited about a game that doesn't come out till December ninth called uh-huh. Trying Two. Um, so that's that's me. That's what I'm doing. Very cool. Have you played Trine yet? I haven't played Trine, No. Uh huh. See.
0: Well, it will make okay. you want trying to that much more.
1: I I like really? I I probably watched two hours of video and looked up articles and looked at pictures. I am so excited! I can't even stand it. I haven't felt this way about a game since Tiny Bang Story. So there.
2: No, dude, what's trying then? You got to give us a little. Bit. What 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 should I be feeling? You know, the excitement or
0: you can actually get trying on Steam. It was mm-hmm. actually. Um, in the uh I got it in, in one the of Humble the bundle? in the Frozen Bite Humble Bundle. Oh. Yeah.
3: Um
0: it's an it's a action game. Um yes. and uh you can So, yeah.
1: This one's oh, be beautiful though. It's like game of art type stuff. It is, like it it is as, very, like the as.
0: the original was actually very pretty as well. Um I had to look to see when it originally came out. It originally came out in 2009. Um and they describe it as a physics-based action game where uh, three characters allow clever solutions to challenges created by hazardous pub- puzzles and threatening
1: enemies. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I can't even stand it. And,
0: you know, I'm a, I'm a big puzzle game person. Um, so I'm really down for that. Um, like I said, I picked it up in one of, in the Frozen by hum- Humble Bundle. Um mm. You know what let me look
1: don't I probably have it then didn't you share that humble bundle with me
0: I was gonna say because I I have well because one of the bundles that I bought um when I bought the like the the one after that I think they gave you all the one they gave you another copy of or they gave you the bundle beforehand too but I had already bought the bundle beforehand Mm -hmm. so I think I may have given it to you so if I if it wasn't that one it was another one um And I'll and I'll double check because I may actually if have I a... own
1: Shrine and I haven't like noticed it Uh-oh. in my library, I think I think I have a serious problem with how many games I have in my library on Steam. Then no, I don't have, I don't, I don't no. have it.
2: Okay, let me put it like this: the first video game that I ever fell in love with was probably ICO.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Is it beautiful like ICO or what's ICO like? I don't I'm not familiar with ICO. You never played ICO, Samantha? You played ICO.
0: Actually, I didn't play Ico, <gasps> but you know what I mean. I know, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean.
2: Yeah, it, it's like the same kind of artistic quality of it's like Shadow of Colossus. How do you spell it? I C O. Oh, oh. It's, it's, yeah, it's, ama- it's a it's a it's a fantastic, fabulous game. Yeah, it
0: it is, it is, it it is. I think it's it's because it's a a more recent game and and graphics have improved. Is actually a prettier yeah. game, than Ico. Okay, um, trying. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. Get it on Steam. Um, okay. you can get it on Steam and you can also get the uh the demo on Steam.
2: Oh, I'll probably check that out. I'll check the demo out.
0: If you want to check it out and I'll tell you exactly how much it is on Steam. The um it's nine ninety nine. That's not too bad. Um, on Steam right now.
1: So it came out in two thousand one. Iko. No, 9. Oh. Well, Aiko. Oh yeah, ico has been I'll out for a while, I'm but uh, yeah, I, mean, no.
2: it, for, I think for its time and for what it was doing, it was just gorgeous. I mean, artistic, beautiful. Yeah. I'm going to
1: check it out. Great
2: sound effects. I, I loved it. I I really couldn't get enough of it. It was sort of a puzzle game. You did have some fighting now and then. Mm-hmm. To me, Aiko is a classic, and then as far as I understand it, and I've seen them I think bundled together, ICO and Shadow of Colossus, because it's that sort of, sort of. Um, I think it's sort of a, a Japanese. I think it's a Japanese companies, but yeah. it seems to have an yeah, an Oriental flavor. But just absolutely gorgeous um, uh, graphics. You know, just incredible. Shadow of Colossus to me is is underrated as a game. But I, I mean, not to steal any kind of thing from trying, But I, I just was, you know, games that are beautiful in, in a very artistic way. Mm-hmm
0: so yeah okay sarah we catch okay you off. So what's yeah saying? well no i mean i might
2: uh, as well hit mine um well i'm not telling anybody anything uh new to say that i've been once again still climbing out of my hole of words with friends uh uh it's getting deeper you are um, not
1: talking about words with friends though. no i totally How am addicted are you to this game i am
2: not addicted i am trapped do you understand? And, like, more and more people now are like, oh, I must play. And then I even had one person like, oh, I totally loved your post about Words with Friends. So it's, like, snowballing, okay? So it's, it's a life of its own. And just, you know, FYI, um, I am beating uh, Dr. B. <laughs> but anyway, that's a side note. Um, okay. So I also, uh, uh, there's a news story. I don't mean to preempt, but it's uh, the one about Mario mm mm-hmm. Mario 3D. And, and now and then he wears the raccoon skin and it gives him certain uh, abilities. Well, PETA didn't like it. And um, they had a news story. And, justified or not, anyway, they have their own video game.
0: Okay. Uh, we're, I was about to say, what the hell does that have to do with what you're playing? No, I have, no
1: seriously. I was like, it's did it's I, like, black out and miss what no. was saying, <laughs> you were saying? Because I am so yeah. lost. She's no, you
2: guys are fine. Yeah, uh, it's called Mario uh Mario Kills I know I
1: have it on Tan- my news list to talk Tanuki about
2: Tanuki or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's to help him get his fur back. I in fact played the game. It's a game. PETA is offering a video game. They're so getting sued that- for
1: it as of today. What? If you if you scroll down on our Google Doc there, you'll see uh they're getting sued as of today. Oh, they're getting sued. Mm-hmm. Well
2: yeah, sure. Because it, it it's a video game and you play through as this raccoon and you're trying to get your skin back anyway i played it because i thought well this is weird and just like with uh, the tea party zombies you know i was like this is newsworthy. let me play it so i did play that i also in preparation for our first person shooter uh podcast tonight uh played um a really cool game called stick shootout do you guys ever play these flash games you're a stick man Going through, like, this little city, and it's very simple, very basic, and you're, like, shooting other little stick men. I don't know. It was the funnest, most fun, funnest thing I've played in a while, and then they also had... I Funnerist Funnerist. funnerest. <laughs> funnerest? It was the funnerist. Well, you have a PhD, almost, so I'll try.
1: It was a, it That's was... right. Defer to my terrible <laughs> grammatical <laughs> and spelling judgment.
2: Higher, higher-ish education, yeah. Um, anyway, it was super fun, and, and and that was bizarre because it's so simple. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, it wasn't like high graphics running. You're just like figures shooting each other. Anyway, it was cool. And um, Damnation, which was offering a narrative uh, over top of the game um, Doom. So like Doom and all the the levels that you play, they were giving like seriously like text and narrative over top of it. And you um, get to make certain. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it was fascinating to play. Anyway, that. Those are the things that I was sort of toying with um, over the next over these last two weeks, trying to prepare myself for <laughs> our podcast. I didn't play the cool ones. I wanted to, but yeah, stuff happens.
0: I'm kind of cheap. Yeah, I hate flash games. Oh, Samantha Black, why? Because they don't. <laughs> do I do. I know. <laughs> they. They don't give me the level of immersion that I need. They don't give me the control that I need. Mm -hmm. And they very, very rarely... Well, I won't say I hate all Flash games. Okay, but most of them. (laughs) (laughs) I like your
2: psychological point about immersion because that's a huge element of, of gaming.
0: I mean, especially for me, because a lot of times I play games, especially stuff like shooters and melee games, because I need to get aggression out (laughs) and flash games. Don't
1: let me do that. I don't understand why you'd have to get aggression on it. You have like the least stressful job of anyone at this. Yes, seriously, it's so tranquil.
0: You can bite me. And uh...
2: Well, no, but that's why I like Flash games, I think, because I don't have to piss with anything but just violence. You know what I mean? Like these little stick men. I shot them and I loved it. You know, like No, see
1: I'm... No, you did not enjoy that. No. No, Sarah. Thank no. You. You're right. I was so wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forget sorry, me. Sam. I didn't mean to. Cut I didn't really no. enjoy it.
0: I need for, you know, I need to see, you know, people like scream fall, body parts fly <laughs> off, 1080 I, and 1080i. Hell yeah. When I got issues. Yeah. And a Flash game ain't giving me that.
2: Mm. <laughs> These ones were really good,
0: though. I was I mean, really impressed. I games that have like real deep narratives, games that I can get into that are meaty enough that I can get into for a substantial amount of time, and pull me in not only with the graphics and the gameplay, but also with the story. I'm not getting that from a flash game.
1: I like that kind too, but you have to say like there's a lot of indie games that are like flash based now that are pretty. That's why
0: I said most. What? I changed it and said most because yeah, seen... yeah, yeah, indie games are getting a whole lot better.
1: Because even like uh, the, like the Binding of Isaac, like didn't there's not a ton to it, but it's still got, there's something like, that rich about it,
0: like
2: yeah, like a depth. I don't the know the
1: stick.
0: Of Isaac the stick is sacrilegious, and you're going to hell for playing <laughs> it. Well, because you go to church,
1: okay? Doesn't Listen, mean,
2: I'm, dude. I am gonna pray for you both, but I'm saying these. First stick of all, hand please
1: hand don't pray for me. That is not gonna reflect well on you. All right, okay? I'm not
2: praying for either one of you. you both go to hell, as far as I care. But the Stickman Flash games were awesome as
1: shit. That's all I'm gonna say. We all like different types of games. It's it's fine. <laughs> lordy
0: Lordy. Oh my god! <laughs> That's what, I'm saying.
1: what happened? We just lost it. We've been recording so for like not, a half hour, and we're not even know what are you reading.
2: I haven't read anything but news stories about first person shooters. I'm just going to say it right now.
1: Okay, good. I'm glad that you went first. I'll go second again. <laughs> I read the best book of this semester. I'm so jacked about it. Um, okay. it what? What are you no, loving about? Asking... Oh, it's a uh, it's by Karen Barrett or Broad or. I don't know exactly how you say it. Um and it's called Meeting the Universe Halfway: Quantum Physics and the Entanglement of Matter and Meaning. And it is so good. Oh, I can't even I can't eat, oversell this book enough. It was like a breath of fresh air among a Heidegger semester. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you put it like that,
2: I was going to say what is it about the fresh air? But yeah. Okay, well, so
1: she like the first line in the book matter and meaning are not separate elements they are inextricably fused together and no event no matter how energetic can tear them asunder like it's just awesome so she goes back to like quantum physics with like Bohr and um and uh
3: mm-hmm.
1: and Heisenberg and she like looks at their experiments and then like uses that to to draw to talk about um meaning in the world and matter and um how we can sort of make shit happen so what what i loved about it is that she takes a uh, latour sort of actor network theory and mm-hmm. sort of blows it out of the water and and posits this type of um understanding things that pays so much more attention or at least allows you to pay so much more attention to things like race and gender and stuff like that so mm-hmm. this is going forward this is my new methodology i am cool. completely in love with it yeah. Yes. Neat. What's her name again? Karen Barad K A R E N B A R A D. Meeting the Universe Halfway. Mm. So good. There's math in it too, but I skipped that. Yeah. You skipped the math. Oh my god, there's some pretty serious math.
0: Very cool. Mm-hmm. I you done? Yeah, I mm-hmm. I actually um play a played. <laughs> um, I went back this week and I was rereading, um, Mackenzie works. um, Oh, I love that book. Yeah. Gamer Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, which came out 2.0, which came out in the print version in, in, in 2007. Ooh. um, And I reread it on a a, kind of on a lark because I took it away from my kid who was running around (laughs) going, "Mama, I write in this," and um, (laughs) so I grabbed it. uh, And uh, while we were while while she was taking a bath, I was sitting next to her, um, you know, playing you know playing duckies in the tub with one hand and reading Mackenzie work with the other, and she kept screaming at me, "Close up book." Um, I didn't get to read much because she kept screaming at me to close the book, but you know, what's interesting about it is that, um, I don't know how well I received it the first time I read it, Mm -hmm. um, but for some strange reason, his use of classical rhetoric and like, um, his, um use of, of Plato's allegory of the, of the cave
3: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. really worked better for me this way, this time mm-hmm. around and not, mm-hmm. not necessarily in the way that it was written because he uses it to talk specifically about gamers in a cave and immersion,
3: yeah. Um, yeah.
0: which I can, I can buy, but you know, it's kind of like, okay, been there, done that, moved on. Right. But to, to rethink it now for me because of all the work that I'm doing with gamification to to think about the allegory of the cave not just in terms of video games but in terms of play period right, right. because i mean he's talking about gamers going into a cave because you're not born into this cave of play
3: right
0: when you, when you're talking about just playing video games so it doesn't it doesn't line up very well with plato's with with plato's cave right yeah yeah, yeah. But if you think about it, just in terms of play and the way that children learn to play and innately play, it makes a whole hell of a lot more sense. Yeah,
2: interesting.
0: Um, and that's kind of why, kind of where I am. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm just going to take work and make him work for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, but to to extend his to extend his kind of theory mm-hmm. past video games and into the into kind of. Um, you kind of the Husingan notion of play, right? Magic from the very from, yeah, from the very beginning, right? So play from play from birth, right? Mm-hmm, Basically, yeah. from when kids you know recognize that they are little human beings and they have these things called fingers and toes that they can play <laughs> with, right? So to extend it, it made a whole hell of a lot more sense and it worked a whole lot better for me. So that's kind of yeah. But i uh, the only thing I've been reading is game related anyway, um, other than you know. Five thousand things in my uh, Google Reader every day.
1: I know. <laughs> I, I always liked work stuff. Yeah, some of it. I I thought his theory about like atopia, utopia, dystopia, uh huh, was so interesting. And like, I've always wanted to do something with games as atopia. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, yeah, maybe you I'll mentioned do a blog that. Post about that. Yeah, yeah that's you mentioned that,
2: that in a in a previous uh, in a previous podcast. I thought that was also interesting too. The idea of atopia. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So maybe we'll do something about that. That's cool.
0: Very cool. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. That's what I've been reading anyway. Stuff. What you drinking,
1: folks? (sighs) (laughs) That doesn't sound too promising. I I have a ginger ale. I'm so lame this week. I had a nice, I had a South Street Smokehouse for dinner. A what? South Street Smokehouse. It's a barbecue place here in town. Oh, that sounds awesome anyway. I know, it's so good. Uh, yeah.
0: I hate that place. How what? can you hate that place?
1: Because um, I Something,
2: do. Anything called Smokehouse sounds like awesome. Mm,
1: it's super good. So yeah. I had a delicious IPA when I was eating that. But now I'm having a ginger ale because I'm lame. I have to get mm. up early. You guys. Oh,
2: super lame. Well, I'm going to be even lamer. And, um, lamer than ginger ale? Yes. I have been on the wagon Not surprisingly to our regular listeners.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay, I was going to say
2: there must be laughter. Um, So I am uh, teetotaling as well, uh, enjoying uh, some just plain old diet Coke.
1: (laughs) On the way, gone. Sam, please tell me you have some vodka or something.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. Um, (laughs) We're all just exhausted. I'm sorry. Of- I did not sleep well last night.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. I um, Sam and I were sending each other Facebook messages at like 4.30 in the morning. Like, why aren't yeah. you sleeping? Why aren't you sleeping? <laughs> <That's> a- Touche. <laughs> <No. laughs>
0: yep. All. So I have, uh, I'm actually drinking Mountain Dew. Man. I needed something to keep me awake so that I could uh, podcast tonight. Mm-hmm. I was I started drinking Mountain Dew earlier. Wow. Um, because I said that was going to keep me awake, and I fell asleep. Um. <laughs> that was just something, Doctor Blackman, yeah. And now I, uh, <laughs> I'm drinking it, well, uh, because I wanted to.
1: This is a, this is a sad week for not your mom's gamer that we're that's all drinking soda. It is, but that's it okay.
2: is. Do you know what I was wondering? We're at we're at week twenty three. Will week twenty five put us at Christmas? No. No. Okay, four, I
1: can't do math. Weeks, I'm just saying Four weeks from today. Oh, it's you guys 20, are wiser yeah. than I. I. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. Because uh, week twenty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, math. Nope. Well, it'll be the sixth. It'll be the fifteenth. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Just, just curious. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, what we're drinking. <clears throat> That's always a ball We got to do better than this. We got to be drinking <laughs> next time.
1: I know. L- listen, there's so many like signs. We got to be like liquored up.
2: That's <sighs> what I'm saying. Like week 25, I said I, I might come down and we were going to have
1: like the shizzle. Well, if I'm in town, I have to go back to Minnesota. So. Uh
2: Yeah. Well, it's gonna de- that's what, what I was wondering. This- we're going to hit close to the holidays. So- school will still be in.
1: That'll yeah. be exam
2: week, Alex. Yeah. Ish. I don't have exams. FYI. <laughs> we're English people I invented has-
1: exams okay so news
2: well that's kind of yeah there's a lot of links here I already kind of spilled my news with the PETA
0: and the- mm-hmm. well I'll All share right. my news mm-hmm. please um, do there's some interesting news because I I posted my, my Catwoman poster talked about the Catwoman DLC and what that does for the future of games not only in terms of used games but also in terms of Um, you know, gamers who don't regularly connect their or at all connect their consoles to the internet are able to validate codes and download ten full percent of the game. Um, because they don't have you know the internet in their house or have a console that connects to the internet, which I think is bullshit. Um, the a news story came out that statistically, fifty six percent of U.S. gamers regularly buy used games. Um, which I think is really interesting. I, you know, do you buy used games? No, I really don't. Um, the closest I come to buying used games is if I get a game from Gamefly, um, and I don't want to send it back and I keep it. But even then it's rarely used because most of the stuff I get from Gamefly is like launch stuff. I rarely go back and, you know, get old stuff. I put launch stuff in my in my queue most of the time. So, like even with um, Modern Warfare Three, I got it the day after launch.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> um, so I'm pretty sure I'm the first person to play it. So if I keep it, it'll be my, it'll it won't be quote unquote used. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just don't find usually that used games save you enough money. At least in my book, because. You know, if a game's if a game's fifty-nine ninety nine at the store and I go to um, unnamed game <coughs> um, shop mm-hmm. I'll name it and it's fifty-four ninety nine, really five bucks for a game that you know is questionable in the fact that it may have a scratch that I can't see or it may not function properly, or the fact that I have to return it within X number of days at unnamed game shop in order to get my money back. Which means I have to play through the entire thing and know that, it, that it's not like scratched halfway through, which puts me under additional pressure. No, I'd rather not do that. Um, so the for not for five bucks, it, and because unnamed game unnamed game store. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I was gonna say it sounded
0: almost yeah. Okay, I was wondering if I had said <laughs> it out loud. Almost, it was just like unnamed. Yeah, okay. unnamed game store. Stop. Uh, just doesn't uh yeah doesn't doesn't discount used games enough for me and most most game stores that selling are selling used copies they're they're buying them from kids I mean I've been in those game stores before when they're buying games for kids for like 10 bucks but the resale is like 50 bucks it's it's
2: it's like used textbooks
0: it's like exactly (laughs) like used textbooks And and i about that in my post it's exactly like used textbooks it's the reason i never sold my textbooks back
2: that's i never did samantha either as so i read that and i'm like dude neither did
1: i
0: yeah
1: right i always buy used games
2: um but you know what that's why in fact that i was pushed towards i don't know unnamed game online uh version of netflix right because that that seemed to make uh you know unnamed fly um mm-hmm. a game store uh that i thought well that that kind of makes sense cuz i used to go to unnamed store too and i thought well this isn't really
1: i wish mm-hmm. i was in on what the unnamed store was Oh, <laughs> well, uh, we could talk uh, about it later
2: don't you
0: feel like you know know what the unnamed game store is uh, oh, he, stop oh it. yeah i get it <laughs> yeah okay alex <laughs> needs some sleep uh. <laughs> <I know. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right. Um, so that was one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was we one. talked about this story before. The The kid who confessed to um, raping and murdering a classmate um, in the mm-hmm. World of Warcraft chat. I don't know I It was a while back. Um, he had raped and murdered a classmate. Oh, yeah. Ooh, uh, and yeah. he had gotten on, like, um, MSN Messenger to talk to his girlfriend and was like, well, meet me, at, meet me in WoW, I got something to tell you. Um, and he told her in WoW that he had raped and murdered this other girl. No, I don't know that I did know that, that's, that's really weird. Um, so he got sentenced, um, he was 16 I believe, he, he was just sentenced to 10 years. 10? Without wow. the possibility of, par- of parole. This is Canada, though. It sounds yes. like. yeah, it's in uh, British Columbia. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's Canadian. Unfortunately, well.
1: Hey, hey. Telling hey, about what? Some of our very good friends are Canadian. Like some Ms. of our very
3: good friends are Patty Canadian. Well, but
1: but but none. Neither here nor there. Different
0: justice system is what we're. Right. Kind of pointing to. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know that's that's that. Mm-hmm. Um so wow, with that, um, a new study came out that said that uh, gamer kids are more creative.
1: That I totally that, believe
2: that is totally anti intuitive, right? They always think, Oh, they're not using their imaginations.
0: Mm. I think that I'm, I it makes perfect sense to me,
2: yeah,
0: it makes perfect sense to me, um. And and I think that's, you know, gives you something to think about. Kids have to use their imagination. I mean, the reason that they reason that a lot of kids game is because they're looking for that once again, here it is, immersion that they yeah. can get from 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 playing um yeah. kind of the 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 big I don't want to call it big ticket, but um, you know, real commercial off the shelf games that are, are larger, um, big budget games more than anything else um and i think Uh,
2: that's like what would be what do you mean like an example like
0: like a skyrim you know like an oblivion like a call of duty like i mean especially now that more of these games also have a have series of books that go along with them yeah yeah they do Um, i mean because we have a we have a graduate student in our program who has kids that you know that and one of her kids is interested in games and because he plays games is also reading some of the reading some of the books that go along with the games you you know this is um
1: well yeah and if you think about it too like like so i know so many people who playing skyrim would be the most boring thing in the world Mm because they like pick up the remote and they're like this is stupid i don't get it it's
2: very it's very but then
1: but then a lot of people a lot of kids can pick up that remote and sort of transport themselves, immerse themselves in the game. Mm-hmm. And they have to use their imagination to do that. Mm-hmm. That's how it makes sense to me too. Yeah.
2: Well, and like I think I've shared it before that many of the people that I know who are gamers are awful, often really avid readers. You know I mean? Like you wouldn't uh-huh. think they'd go hand in hand, but they do. I mean, we're talking about really intelligent people. You know, it's not drooler, Cheeto people. I mean, these people really are quite intelligent. They're some of the smartest folks we
0: have. Yeah. I think that's very cool. But I um it's actually that there's a study now that uh there's, confirms there's, that, yeah confirms exactly what we've known what we've known all along. Um and I'll skip a bunch of uh the other new stuff that I have because there's one thing that I definitely want to um kind of uh throw out there is that is new numbers, right? Um Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 So 6.5 million units wow. in 24 hours in North America and Britain. Yep. That's cr- crazy. Yeah. That's, um, 24 wow. hours $400 million dollars. Wow. Which beat Black Ops. You know,
2: movies don't even touch that. Black Ops sold... What, <laughs> are, Excuse three, me, three, I'm what? sorry. Bless yeah. you. Bless you. <laughs> and, sorry I should have muted that that was <laughs> but that was very punk. you know punctuated though
0: oh, yeah good. there you go, three hundred and sixty million dollars for black ops,
2: you know like what well, there's no movie that even approaches i mean like what like uh, uh avatar got a billion bucks or whatever, but like movies rarely
1: reach approach that kind of money, you know I mean I'm like,
0: was... get like a billion bucks in twenty four hours, yeah, yeah, no, I, no I, I
1: posted what Skyrim got in forty eight hours up there, Skyrim sold. Three point five million in forty eight hours. That's amazing. Five, yeah, yeah, and that's well, like huge.
0: Well, that was the funny thing is that you know we were talking about Call of Duty launch. Um, mm-hmm. I had like warned folks because I was like, okay, you know, if you got a lot of kids missing, here's why, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in class, because the the guy at GameStop had told me that they were expecting damn near a thousand people to pick up at midnight launch just just at that one location, and we've got oh. At unnamed game store, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've got uh-huh. three unnamed game stores in town. Plus, oh stop, Samantha! I know. Plus X number of you know of other stores that are open, big box stores that are open twenty four hours, and places and other big box stores that are not open twenty four hours, but we're opening at twenty at, at midnight just to sell.
2: Well, one of the other of you posted it on, uh, I think Samantha, might have been you, uh, on the Facebook. It's like, pictures of the kids that
0: were lined up mm-hmm. at outside 11. unknown store uh, that at were At 11 o'clock waiting. in the morning. Yes. They were lined up 13 hours early to pick up that game in
2: the rain. And that is amazing. You don't see that anymore for movies, anything. Awesome. Pop culture, this is where it's at in terms of generating that kind of amazing uh, zeal. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else do you call it? Phenomenal.
1: I like it too because it's sort of like an anachronism like you can get the game at Walmart. There's no one waiting, you know, yeah. but they sit outside game stores and wait in line. I, I I think it's really cool.
2: It's like tradition. You know, it's like proving your metal. almost. I, got, yeah. I go
1: Black Friday shopping every year and I don't want anything. I don't have any money. I can't buy stuff, but I like to just go and yell at people when they're cutting in line and stuff, you know what <laughs> I mean? I almost got in a fight with like a six something foot tall dude last year. I love that. I cussed him out in front of everybody. It was awesome.
2: Because, Alex, that's, that's totally who you are.
1: I know. I know, right? She just you wants to go take, play badass. She doesn't yeah, want to She doesn't
2: it. take shit, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's where I get my oh, my aggression. I go yell at shoppers. You don't
2: fuck with Minnesotans. That's, that's, we, that's right. kind of the bottom line. I mean, we yeah.
1: sit on ice. That's a, that's what we do for fun. So.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> we should talk about uh, one other thing really quick. The Steam mm-hmm. forums got hacked. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, I heard about that. Uh,
2: only from what you posted. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I did when I signed on. I I did get a a a a, a, a like announcement that popped up. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: pretty crazy. yeah, I, I guess we could. don't really have a lot to say about it <laughs> except that it happened.
2: Well, <laughs> well it
1: happened and it it's significant.
2: They, they, they were alerting their customers that I mean, I, I, as far as I understand, I have a free, you know, a account but like if somebody has their credit card information they're saying you know check your information check your credit cards check your statements Mm -hmm. because they're saying look you know we think we've got the problem fixed but if we don't you know so i mean it's significant enough Mm -hmm. that you know no you're right i was downloading something and it was a pretty substantial document that they had pop up so
0: yeah and that sucks i mean who does stuff like that you know come on well, same person, same kind of people who uh, hack PlayStation Network. <laughs> yeah, it's probably yeah, the exact so same people.
1: Yeah.
0: They're not the evil empire.
1: I know, they're so lovable. Should we get on to our main issue?
0: Okay. Our issue of the week. It's the Not Your Mama's Gamer Video Game Time Capsule. Okay, so this week we are um, doing our third in a series of time capsules. Um, And the way that our time capsules work is that we um, are choosing games thematically um, and entering into a time capsule, uh, both games and the hardware necessary to play them. Uh, into a time capsule um, that will be buried and excavated in no less than 100 years. Because we see games as cultural artifacts and definitely some uh, and definitely things that have something to say about who we are and what we are as a society, um, this this segment, uh, the series anyway, now exists. So this week, we have chosen for our time capsule. Dun da, because Alex Lane loves them. <laughs> yes, I do, and we love Alex. Woo. First Woo. person shooters, first person shooters, yay! So, <laughs> um. I have actually been playing a lot of first-person shooters um, in the last couple of weeks that I didn't talk about because I didn't want um, to... They're, they're, most of them weren't new because I didn't want to uh, kind of scoop what our uh, segment was for today. Um, but because Alex loves first-person shooters so much, we're going to start with her this week.
1: Ooh. Alex. Ooh. Right. Um Well, I'll, okay, so... When I was thinking about this time capsule, I was thinking about, like, the most representative um, games that we can... Whoa! That, that was, was my chair. sorry. Not me. I, I thought okay. someone opened a creepy door. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> um, I really do see the Call of Duty series as the game of the generation. Um, whether you play first-person shooters or not, um, you know, s- kids of a particular age, that's their game, and it sells more copies than other games, and it um I think it innovates in some ways also, um, about what's what sort of game is expected at that high of a level. And so I was going through the Call of Duty series games, um, trying to decide which one I thought should go into the time capsule. Mm-hmm. Um and I I didn't pick Modern Warfare three uh-huh. um because I didn't think it, it didn't. Uh, it didn't change enough from Modern Warfare Two for it to be anything too spectacular, and it and it didn't incorporate the cool changes from Black Ops um, so well. I love it, and I think it's cool, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, that was not the one I picked. I did not pick Black Ops either because even though. I certainly enjoyed it. It is pretty, it's like, it's an, almost no one's favorite of the series. Um, really? Yeah. I think it was just, it's, the Modern Warfares, I think, have a cool sort of theme and story. Um, but Black Ops is sort of, the maps are all over the map. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, is that, does that sound right, based on your experience? Mm-hmm. Sam. So. Yeah. So I didn't pick Black Ops either, but I picked Modern Warfare Two because um, that's my favorite in the series. Almost everyone who plays it, it's their favorite in the series. Um, and I find myself going even when Black Ops was pretty new. I still find I still find myself going back and playing Modern Warfare Two. Um, so yeah. it was. Um, I think it's really interesting to have first-person shooters um, sort of be political in that they call into question the types of actions that we. Um, take or have taken and recast them. Uh, and people who read the blog know that I'm sort of obsessed with the historicity of video games. So how do we represent things historically um, and and accurately, but not perpetuate the ideas? And I think um, having a sort of place-based game... Um, uh does does that does, like opens up some of those doors for you so we can go back and revisit some of the places that major historical events have happened um mm-hmm. modern warfare 3 is more futuristic they're sort of they're they're talking about what will happen um what will happen in modern, in, in world war 3 so there's all cities mm-hmm. you know london and new york and stuff like that that are destroyed that you're having war in um, mm-hmm. um so that is modern warfare 2 is my choice for my favorite um first person shooter so I think uh, uh, yeah yeah well
2: no I'm, what 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 has sort of uh, got me here is it, uh, I like your idea that it, you know it represents history but it doesn't represent the concepts ideologies whatever that got us into the trouble that we got in history you know it's like history people that don't history are condemned to repeat it but you're saying yes we play through history but it also offers us an opportunity to kind of revisit the uh, uh, notions ideas whatever that got us in trouble in the first place right mm-hmm. and that you can sort of, that,
1: yeah, yeah cuz you can sort of see these these areas and these events that had like tons have tons of ideological power for us and, right. and make a big part of like who who our culture considers itself to be mm-hmm. um so in that way it reflects um th- uh, the, the one of the problematic things about it would definitely be the lack of gender right you can't be a woman in any of the call of duty series so that certainly would not reflect right uh, in any well of our our the culture. call of duty. right can, and that's and that's
0: people. one thing that it would it would that it would definitely say right if somebody when they dig this time capsule up, it's like oh okay well women never went into battle right um mm-hmm. because you can't
1: be a woman it's like gij never happened and you really can't,
0: and they're not customizable Characters either okay. Okay. Um, in Modern Warfare Two and in Modern Warfare Three, mm-hmm. you jump from body to body, um, you know, in a very um, oh what was oh what was the um, quantum leap kind of way. Sure,
1: <laughs> it's really yeah. interesting um, though. Like so, so, yeah, you're right. You can jump around, um, uh, but in Modern Warfare Three, the tr- the intro is all about being one man. Like you're one man who is going to change this whole outcome of this World War Three. But you jump all over it. Like you're an African militia and then you're like a uh, Russian army, you know? Yeah. So- but you're still one man. Yeah. You're just a different man every time.
0: I know. Well it's I kind of, you're kind of an
2: every man. Right. Yeah, certainly. Sort of what they're trying to offer, I suppose.
0: And damn you Alex Lane, I let you go first.
1: Well you mm-hmm. helped make my decision.
0: Uh oh. Okay. Um because I was kind of waffling um Uh-oh. between Waffle, with my choice of uh, of what I would put in a time capsule. mm-hmm um, and before I tell you which, which one I have chosen to put in a time capsule, <laughs> there was a, another close runner up, um, for very strange reasons. And it would have been Gears of War, um, either two or yeah. three in my mind.
1: Oh, um, that's too strange. That makes sense. No, I don't think that's strange.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, because of, because of kind of the, not only because of the gameplay and not only because you can like, um chainsaw people to fucking death or aliens (laughs) (coughs) Um, plus and because of and because of the the uh, racial and sexual diversity um of the characters um that you can actually um you know play um as as a soldier um Mm -hmm. in Modern warfare 3 i think it's pretty interesting but i also think that there's and and see and I just th- I, now I'm thinking about this because uh, somebody <laughs> said that that we can make a drinking game out of the the number of times that we say interesting, uh,
1: <laughs> in the podcast or just in general
0: in the podcast. <laughs> Do we so re- I'm trying not to say interesting? Oh, things. That's you yeah, would have warned us about that. I would
1: have stopped <laughs> saying that word. <laughs>
0: Um yeah, but it was one like of our listeners time. on yeah. the and they posted that that they love our podcast, but we say interesting a lot. Seriously. Um, I okay. say and this is this is, let me just in my own defense, I say interesting so I don't say fucked up. Uh <laughs>
1: I think that's true. Well, it's sort of <laughs> like the academic go-to when you <laughs> I mean, don't want to insult people and... Right. I, I know. It's I like, hmm, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Also, grade, you're I a totally fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. I do that in
0: grading.
2: I'm like, interesting.
0: Concept. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, um, it definitely has a lot to say, I think, with, with the use of aliens as the bad guys. Right. Uh, I mean, if we think about what alien means, um, what aliens mean for us kind of in contemporary society, um, I think that there's definitely um, some intri- mm. uh, intriguing, yeah. intriguing uh, <laughs> stuff going on. There's some fucked
1: up um, stuff going on.
0: There's some fucked up stuff <laughs> going on in, in, Ge- in Gears of War. Um mm. <laughs> So yeah, now I'm, not, I'm like totally lost. Um, in Gears of War that I think would would stand up to some some interesting cultural critique. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have not chosen Gears of War, one, mm-hmm. two, or three
3: Twist. to go into
0: our uh time capsule. <clears throat> but I was waffling back and forth between Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Call mm-hmm. of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Um and ultimately, I have chosen not only because Alex Lane chose Modern Warfare Two, <laughs> but I have chosen Modern Warfare Three. All right. Smackdown uh-huh. fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I think Alex is kind of spot on that that it doesn't necessarily do anything new in terms of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Modern Warfare Three does something that previous. Um, War games have not done is it's very in your face and it meets us where we are huh. um, because yeah. it does ha- it does take place um, in the in 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 kind of the current space um, and because of the locales that they choose huh. um, we are uh, you start out and you are in the campaign anyway you start out and you are a soldier in New York City mm. right. Um, you are going through bombed and burned out buildings on Wall Street. You are <clears throat> you can look through like holes in buildings um, and up out of the the water in the in the river and see um, buildings that are um, that seem to have been crashed into or at least bombed. Mm. Um, and this is something that I think is is. Kind of really, kind of heart wrenching for a lot of folks still, sure. um, and I think it was yeah. really ballsy to do it, mm. um, <clears throat> because and I and I said this earlier when the, when they first made the announcement, is I asked, is it too soon? Right. Um, right. It, you feel it, um, and and I know that um, when I like was when I'm playing through the campaign, and I was playing through the New York missions just kind of looking at it, I was like, wow, (laughs) you know, it it does, you know, to see the, to see they don't have the twin towers, but they do have tall towers
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um,
0: that have been bombed um, that have parts missing um, that have um, that are smoking and on fire. Um, There are, you know, Bodies in the in the in the there were bodies floating in bodies of water. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of yeah, uh interesting stuff going on, mm-hmm. and and because the game's so new, I won't do any spoilers. But just like with Modern Warfare 2, where there was the no Russians level,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, where that was that's kind of the shock and awe moment where you go through and you murder everyone in a <clears throat> in a uh in the airport, there's a shock and awe moment in this one um, that I think hits a whole hell of a lot closer to home for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and interesting. mm
3: yeah.
0: it, I can't stop not saying it. interestingly enough <laughs> 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 in the campaign. Um, when they start talking about, because you also, um, uh, after you leave like the New York locale, you go to Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, they also make reference to the no Russians, mm-hmm. um, they make reference to the no Russians um, scenario from Modern Warfare oh, Two. That's crazy. Yeah, they're like, well, oh, you know, wow. after what happened at the airport, you know, a lot of Russians still don't trust the U.S.
1: Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Okay. So, like, oh it's, shit, that was me. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh,
0: damn, I did that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> did wild. That. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. They haven't forgotten about that shit? Yeah. <laughs> no, about, about down a couple of hundred people. <laughs> crazy. Um, crazy. But it almost brings about a second uh, a second Cold War. Um, and you play through that politically as well, which it can give you the opportunity to call up and think about the original Cold War. Um, if, if it's done properly and you think about it or you work through it with someone. Sure. Um, so for that reason, even though it's not offering anything necessarily new, but just in terms of kind of not only the shock and awe but also the locale and also just kind of the close to homeness of it all. I'm choosing Modern Warfare 3. I
1: like it. Oh, booyah, nice. Alex Lane. Booyah, booyah indeed. <laughs> I have been booyah. Woo!
3: Booyah. <laughs> well.
1: <laughs> follow that booyah up, Sarah. Yeah, I don't even know that I
2: can, yo. Um, well, as you know, ladies uh, I took our post-apocalyptic uh, podcast as seriously, so I have been in deep research and study on this topic for quite mm. some weeks, right since it was announced. So I, I I took to a group of a Facebook group and I said, "Help me out! You know, what would be your choice? Face you know first-person shooters," and they gave me a bunch of uh, ideas, and and also I took to the web and I looked up all variety of uh, first-person shooters and what would be, you know, anything from Bioshock, which has already been mentioned, you know, because certainly it's very rich in its graphics and its in its narrative. I mean, it has many levels of uh, complexity that um, would certainly make it uh, applicable for the uh, treasure chest um, time capsule. Um you know, my my good friends and my research also directed me in a, in a variety of other other ways. And my my blog post, which would be posted either tonight or tomorrow, you know, I mean, I, I hope to have it up soon, uh, is also contemplating kind of the um, psychology of the first person shooter. What what stops me and what fascinates me is that it's being you're being put into the shoes of the the character. I mean, they the avatar, and you are merged. You know, it's not like I can look at Duke Nukem and see you know like a blonde uh, buff um, figure. I am the blonde buff figure. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So that fascinates me to no end. That 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 uh, very few other entertainment entertainment mediums offer me the opportunity to actually wear the skin actually own the perspective of the character, the avatar, the, you know, figure, whatever. And so, as someone who's naturally drawn to that stuff, I can't help it. You know, narrative, word, creative writer. Well, um, I'm fascinated by the first person shooter. And so... You know, I've played DSX, I've played Bioshock, I have had my experience with Gears of War, and what my group of friends kept directing me to was GoldenEye, right? And they were saying the old school one, no Nintendo 64. 64 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they were saying, oh, this is, uh, you know, one of the classics, one of the classics, you know. And um, I played GoldenEye uh, for the PS2, which I'm sure had been adapted, but still... As far as I remember that was my that was popping the cherry for me with first person shooters if I can be so crude as to offer that reference but yeah that that was my first experience as the first person shooter and I was like oh this is, this is this is something new you know i've never uh you know been in this perspective before you know and and what does this mm-hmm. perspective perspective offer me that you know what are we what are we learning from this I remember a friend uh mark santos uh he was mentioned, you know, mentioned several times probably in our podcast. He and I collaborated quite a bit, but we did the, the Silent Hill, um, the Room, that that particular uh, game in the series. And what was curious about that game is they offered you third person and first person perspective. And when you were outside of the room, you were in third person. When you were inside of the room, you were first person. And we tried to offer some sort of psychoanalytic uh, rationale for why it would give you these two different you know, perspectives. And we were saying, well, you know, outside in the world, outside in the room, you are a subject in the symbolic order. When you're in the room, you are still kind of not quite breaking down the barrier between self and other. I don't know if I'm gonna go quite that deep with our first person shooters, but I mean I think there's a lot that could be that could be made of that kind of breakdown in in that separation. But so long story short, as I pondered this, I played several games and I did much research. I am going to go old school on this, and we can say S-K-O-O-L. But I think we got to give a nod to the original uh, on this. And I'm going to go with Wolfenstein in all of its <laughs> controversial glory, indeed. Uh, uh, because I played it, you know, not, not all the way through, but I did play it and I was like, Wolfenstein. Yeah, you you you've got to give the nod to the granddaddy and um, and and what it was kind of offering that hadn't been provided before, you know, and in, in all of its controversial glory. So, I am going to put Wolfenstein, which I think fits perfectly in our our time era with even with its Nazi rationale and its swastikas. I mean, I think there's something to be said for all of that. Quite frankly, uh, that's my that's
0: my pick. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an interesting I think it's an interesting pick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. And I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> um and I didn't mean to say interesting. It's definitely connected to the way that I was thinking about first person shooters yeah, as cultural yeah. artifacts. Yeah. Um and the way that they've progressed or evolved, right? Right. Cuz we think about the the old school um first person shooters like Wolfenstein and Doom mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and and the ones that ran the gamut way back in the day um well because of because of hardware limitations as well and where games were um and the fact that they were still you know a new a fairly new entertainment medium um <clears throat> they weren't as immersive um as they are today right. but they definitely um kind of chose even in a surface way um, like like with Wolfen, like with wolfenstein and 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 the Nazi imagery mm-hmm. things that we knew well right mm-hmm. um and made an attempt to almost separate us from uh, the shooter mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. right it wasn't meant to to put it wasn't meant to necessarily immerse you in. Um, in the character in such a way that you started to feel that you were that character, right? It was it. it wasn't a whole. It wasn't a Baudrillard a Baudrillard kind of simulation simulacra thing. It was like, no. okay, so I am, you know, first, second, third order simulate uh, simulation here, and I'm and this is where I am, and I'm feeling like I'm this character, um, in the same way that first person shooters today ask you to.
2: Right. And, you know, and I would even go so far as to say when I was playing Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein, I I, I was feeling very much um, the same as I felt when I watched um, Quentin Tarantino's um, God Inglorious Bastards. It was almost like cathartic, like, I'm going to fucking shoot the hell out of you, Nazi bastards, because it feels good, you know, and only in this particular historic context would that be possible. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, maybe a hundred years from now, it's like, okay, whatever. And a hundred years ago, they don't get it. You know, and even people in the time didn't quite understand. Only us now who are situated, our grandparents, my my grandparents fought in that war. And it's like, I want to fucking kill you because I know what you did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it offers a certain cathartic moment that can only be provided right now. And mm-hmm. I think that's interesting to me that 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 was probably, I mean, the Hitler and they had the propaganda posters. That was one of the most okay. fascinating things about the whole Wolfenstein thing that really grasped me, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because <laughs> yeah, it <again>. <laughs> I'm i I'm the, I'm the, I'm the one who keeps doing it clearly um, because it's there because it, it was political in a different way. It was yeah. political definitely in a different way. Um and I th- and I wonder what it what it says about us um, that we have become this kind of this kind of shock in our society,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? Where we want the No Russians episode, uh, where we want the No Russians mission, where we want the mission that we get in Modern Warfare Three, mm-hmm. um, that I'm still not going to disclose for people who don't know what haven't gotten seen <laughs> yeah. it been mm-hmm. on the internet. Um, and haven't gotten to it in the campaign yet, um, where we, it, it, game companies feel the, this feel the the need to post that disclaimer when you start playing the game, when you start the campaign that says, hey, there's going to be some real fucked up shit in this campaign. Right. Do you want to skip that? If you skip it, it's not going to affect your completion rate. It's not going to keep you from getting any achievements. It's just going to let you skip the fucked up shit. Right. 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 <clears throat> um, and I think that's that says a lot. <clears throat>
2: yeah, I, yeah, I think it does. I mean,
0: I don't know. I mean, we're living in an era right now
2: where we, we do have some people who say, oh, I don't think the Holocaust happened or oh you know slavery in america come on you know like there are people that doubt historical situations that incidences that, that these are documented you know but we still have people that doubt it and this goes back to alex's points about the historicity is that a word i don't know historicity historicity of of games and what they what they can teach us and i think you know i think they do have a lot of value they, mm-hmm. That hasn't been adequately uh, uh, articulated or mined, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, these these things happened, and we're working through them, and this this is what is allowing us to work through them. So, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's let's work through our traumas because
1: they're out there. Definitely.
2: Mm.
1: Cool beans. We need to give away our stuff. Oh, drew we do. Um, so.
0: And the ultimate deals for broke ass gamers. <laughs> <laughs> we have our we have our two contests uh from last time. Uh the first was to win a copy of Skyrim on the platform of your choice. Uh <clears throat> by in, in entries were gotten by sharing our sharing our link on Facebook. Um and then choosing with a random number generator, which we actually saved, uh, saved, saved us some time and, and mm. used our random number generator before um, the show started this time. So you didn't have to listen to us doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so our winner of the Skyrim contest, drum roll, <laughs> beeps, is Caitlin Spronk. Oh, Yay. Caitlin Spronk. Congratulations. Okay. So, uh, Caitlin, if you will contact us, uh, send us your um, platform of choice and your mailing address, we will get you a copy of Skyrim um, sent out to you um, ASAP. Thank okay. you for playing. Very
2: cool. Awesome. And for Caitlin yeah. Spronk. Very cool a great prize. Absolutely.
0: And. We had a second contest
3: to win. This is win. the big one that everyone's this been waiting
0: for. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly Ooh. what I was going to say. We yeah. had a second contest because you know you have to have like the 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 pre-fight fight and then the fight if you're you know yes, This right. <laughs> is this is the this is the, this is the uh, main event right here uh, to win <laughs> a wonderful Purdue University T-shirt um this person will need to send us uh their t-shirt size yes yes otherwise we're gonna send you an extra small <laughs> <laughs> and your mailing address and we will get you your t-shirt uh in the mail so the winner of our purdue t-shirt drum roll please <laughs>
1: is richard jones
4: yay what? richard, jones. Oh, richard okay. jones
1: um sarah you have a terrible drum roll you need to work oh,
2: on oh i'm that. sorry yeah <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yeah. <laughs> we need to get a drum machine
2: i so. accept my inadequacies yeah
1: well congratulations caitlin spronk and richard jones yeah. oh
0: Woo. thank awesome. you for listening and thank you for supporting us
1: mm-hmm. yes <laughs>
0: yeah yeah absolutely and those are the ultimate deals for broke ass gamers. But for those who did not win, we do have some other deals for broke ass gamers.
1: Yes, we do. Should I uh should I read yep. those? Uh, so on Steam, we have Elder Scrolls seventy five percent Elder Scrolls Oblivion seventy five percent off, uh, and that ends Thursday. So get on that very soon. And then Sins of a Solar Empire Trinity twenty five percent off. Usually they have they don't have the weekend deals up till Thursday since we're recording on Wednesday. I don't have those yet. So. Uh, look forward to the weekend deals there also, but those are what's going on right now, the midweek deals. Toys R Us is buy one, get one 40% off on Wii and 3DS games, so stock on up for those Christmas presents. And um, Good Old Games has Alien Shooter and, exp- and Expansion, 60% off, so it's like two bucks. So you can't really something. go around with something that's two bucks, right? No.
0: Awesome. Especially to play an old school game, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Woo. And in the old- time that we did this podcast, I now have Katrine Trine. So I'm going to go ahead and go play that. <laughs> no, I'm going to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. <I> know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> come on.
0: Alex Lane, we know you for your work. She'll be up. She'll be up for like 12 hours straight playing that game until she like finishes it.
1: If it's that good, then yes, I absolutely will. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: So um, remember, folks, um, we, we definitely look forward to um, hearing from you. Send us email. Oh, we have an email. Oh. We... I'm sorry I almost yes. forgot send us email yes you can send us email at nymgamer gamer uh, at gmail.com you can like us on Facebook um, we're under not your mama's gamer of course and mm. send us messages there um, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, at at NYM gamer <laughs> um, and then of course there is our wonderful blog where You can interact with us. Um, You can have discussions with us about what we post um, in the interim between the times that we record, as well as uh, having conversations with us um, about the podcast episodes themselves at Mm www.mymgamer.com. So this week, we actually have an email (laughs) from, believe it or not... Richard Jones, mm, who awesome. won our Purdue t-shirt. All right. Um, so I'm going to take a second to uh, to read this. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, we'll answer his question at the end. Um, and Richard writes, a few things um, worth pointing out about Saints Row. Not that I disagree with you, just points of fact that might be <laughs> interesting. Uh-huh. I think this is Sarah because she was talking about Saints Row. Yeah, I did. we go, Sarah. Uh,
3: Oh, thanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In Saints Saints Row 2, gender wasn't a binary choice, but but rather was on a slider. You could make your tune more feminine or more masculine. Picking male or female just gave you some presets. In Saints Row 3, They're actually, yeah, Saints Row 3 or Saints Row the 3rd. They went with choosing between a binary, but you could still give them a male or female voice, regardless. Both sexes in Saints Row have a sex appeal slider. For men, it controls how big the package is, and with Uh -uh. women, it controls how big their breasts are. Yeah, boobs. Clothing options are not restricted by gender at all, not even facial hair, at least in two. You can go naked as either gender, though they blur out the breasts on women and the buttocks and groin of both men and women characters mm-hmm. you can make your skin metallic purple the previous game let you be morbidly obese though for some reason it's more limited in Saints Row 3 I guess, I yeah. guess it's so you don't uh, clip through things for the, say, uh, for the sake of context Saints Row in contrast to Grand Theft Auto has a mood of pure chaos and silliness and a theme of the city is your playground do whatever so, there actually is a mini game where you flash people, which uh-huh. you can do as a man or a woman. What? NPCs' reactions do not seem to be affected by your sex or gender. You can also go streaking. I don't know about three, but <laughs> two, uh, you can be a pimp and a use quotation marks hoe to earn quote unquote respect, regardless of sex or gender. Interesting. Interesting. What? I mean, I mean
1: that really isn't like genuinely interesting. <laughs> that is
0: interesting, yeah, yeah. Richard, you really got us like thinking about how many times we use that know. word. I know. Yeah. Hopefully, you've been playing that drinking game at night because you should be real, <laughs>
1: real, real pickered up by now. It'd be interesting to see how interestingly drunk he is. Yes, yeah,
0: <laughs> really interesting, that yeah. So to go back to the email, but keep in mind the other diversions and side quests were similarly shocking or ridiculous. One has you escorting a drug dealer. Another has you trying to get hit by cars on purpose. Another has you driving a sewage truck through a neighborhood and spraying poop all over it. What? One of the, mi- awesome. the weapons. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this one. One of the weapons in three is a giant purple dildo. Say what? There was a game uh, mode called Horde. Uh, uh, Horde. W-H-O-R-E. Apostrophe D. We talked about this one before. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A Ford, Horde. H-O-R-D-E where you have to fight waves and waves of sillier and sillier enemies, which includes both male and female prostitutes. Does treating both male and, and here's the question. Does treating both male and females uh, the same with the uh, added context of silliness make it any better? I don't know, but I thought it was worth pointing out.
1: What a great question.
2: Mm. I said no uh,
1: reactively. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, on some level, like if we're if we're gonna think about it like intellectually, from yeah. the damage it causes for people to see that and the behavior it perpetuates, maybe it causes, maybe it's problematic. Um, but at the same time, when the context of the entire game is silliness, ridiculousness, um, and I mean, it's still it's still a problem, certainly, I guess, but. I don't
0: know. I, I, I think as long as all of the kind of factors are the same for all characters, regardless of what they look like, who they are, what, mm-hmm. their, what their gender is, what their sex is, you know, as long as that, that level of silliness is the same for all, right, and they're not specifically stereotyping folks according to what they look like and what they do, right? Um, I mean, what they look like and who they are, kind of physically and biologically. Mm -hmm. Um, I think at times we have to be able to laugh at ourselves. I think Mm -hmm. so.
1: Yeah. Um, And you know what? It's hilarious to go around hitting people with a giant purple dildo. You know, like there's there's problems with that, of course, but like in the context of a hilarious game. I don't know.
0: I don't know that. I see. I don't. I don't find giant purple dildos funny. But, you know, that's me. But it's not because I'm, like, necessarily offended by them. It's just that I don't think they're funny. Uh, But I can see that...
1: We'll have to watch that scene and see if it's funny. (laughs) Uh, How many beers it takes before it's funny. Yeah, That's
2: right. We can do the test, scientific study. It took ten beers
1: before Samantha left. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Samantha.
0: No, I mean, I, I think that, you know, that that there is a point at which we have to be able to laugh at ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? And laugh at, at kind of the craziness that goes on around um around us and to to have to have that ability to um kind of step outside of the the critical for a moment. I mean, and that's the thing that as I was talking about earlier, I can't do for most times. Mm-hmm. Even when I am playing a game simply for enjoyment, things still stick out to me. Um, that kind of critically, ethically bother me. Um, oftentimes, usually, they don't necessarily affect my enjoyment of the game, um, unless they're just too out there, mm-hmm. like Red Dead Redemption. Right? I, <laughs> you know, that was the, that was the 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 latest one for me that just made me go, "Oh my god, I just cannot play this," uh, because of what was going on. Um, it is the latest, but it won't be the last, I'm sure. Um, because there've been games before it. I still haven't played Bioshock 2 because there's just too much of kind of this weird undertone of child molestation going on in in Bioshock 2 that keeps me from playing it. Um, and it's not there necessarily, but it just feels that way. Um, and there's, you know, lots of stuff with children that bothers me. Mm -hmm um that I won't talk more about but there's lots of that kind of stuff that makes me just go I can't um but then you know we have to we have to be able to <clears throat> you know dress up in certain ways and mm-hmm. and you know make a a you know an obese female mustachioed pimp pimp right <laughs> Who's running a stable of men um, and running around hitting people with a purple dildo from time to time just to kind of play through and play with those sexual stereotypes or those cultural stereotypes in such a way that, you know, make us kind of giggle from time to time.
1: Well, and when things are are so serious all the time, especially, you know, in games, it's like you said, it's sort of nice to be able to step outside of that and sort of look at the ridiculousness of some of the situations
0: right i say that now but i'll probably play the game and and be so horribly offended by the character that i create that i won't play it again Mm -hmm. (laughs) well i'm excited to hear about that
1: exactly (laughs) interesting Mm, interesting yeah Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) i'm not saying that (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Richard, for your email. Yeah, um, thank you. yeah for definitely. the rest of the folks out there, um, please feel free to, like I said, send this email. Um, you can record questions for us. We have yet to have a recorded qu- question. I don't think we've had a recorded question. No, we haven't. Um, we you recorded question that we can play and respond to, so we can hear your melodious voices. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can even uh, if you you know are so. Uh, Desirous of doing, um, meet up with us live, and we'll Skype you in to ask a question and Ooh. maybe um, talk with us for a few minutes about your about your question slash answer um, from time to time. That's always fun. That could yeah. be fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've done that before. We can do that again. Awesome. Um, so, uh, until next time, folks, when we are gearing up for episode. 24. <clears throat> 24. Wow. I know. Wow. Pretty impressive. Yeah, we're getting there. <clears throat> Where um, we will, because we've done zombies, games yeah. of the, uh, games of the apocalypse, yeah. first person shooters. Yeah. I'm down for RPGs for the next one. All right. Ladies. All right. I'm feeling it. I think that's totally legit. Yeah. See, I just sprung that one on everybody. Ah,
1: uh oh, no, I'm good with that.
0: I'm good at it. I feel you. I'm on it. I just I chose that one on the fly because we had not chosen. <clears throat> because for those of you out there, I'm gonna tell you this really quick story. I am very a very ducks in a row kind of person and I have <laughs> to have my things um in order to that I always have in order to do things in a certain way. My little munchkin, who is not allowed in my office, my home Aww. office, when I'm not in here, at some point snuck into my office. And stole my podcasting notebook. So somewhere uh, it is covered with pictures of uh stickers. <laughs> probably covered in stickers <laughs> and, and, and three year old drawing pictures of Spider Man, which is her super current superhero of choice that she's drawing on everything. Um, yeah, and she made me buy her super she made me buy her Spider Man t shirt and a Spider Man hoodie this week awesome. already. <clears throat> um, I love this kid so somewhere in this house my uh, podcasting notebook is hiding from me and it's really freaking me out because I don't have my stuff so that's why we hadn't chosen our topic because I (laughs) I didn't have my list of things to do before we started Um, so we're going to do RPGs next time for episode 24 (laughs) on that note I had to vent a little bit thank you thank you for listening Um, (laughs) but until then (laughs) um, stay safe shoot stuff kill dragons (laughs)
2: And have a happy
0: Thanksgiving. Oh, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, woohoo. Buy lots of stuff on Black Friday. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Just don't cut in line um, in front of Alex Lane. Don't kill okay.
0: your relatives. Yeah. <laughs> and send it all to me. Um, <laughs> enjoy your long weekend and of course, ladies, game on. Game on. <laughs>